podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. We're finally doing some stuff this week. We're both on greens. We have a normal schedule. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, first green arrow since six or so weeks ago feels okay, and I'm uh, trying to soak it in. Yeah, it's been a bit of a rough patch, but I think, you know, yeah. It's just like going from 80K to 500K in like six game weeks is difficult, and I did that. Yeah, when I open your game with history, it's not fun. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's the good thing pretty. is when when we're done and we open up next year, the game with history is gone. Yeah, that is a really good feature of the game. I'm really glad they added that. Yeah. The uh so yeah, tell me about your week. Your bounce back. Um yeah, so I'm on sixty eight with Bug Eyed God, Mazut, and Laka still to come in a few hours. They're playing West Ham, so we'll see what that. Probably four points, so probably like 72. Um, <laughs> Honestly, four points, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's better than zero points yeah. or one, two, and also three points. So yeah, we'll exactly. See how that, how that finishes up, but yeah, I mean, I got Schmeichel and Pereira in. Obviously, that ended their run of cleans and Songs. That was never in doubt. Got rid of Rabo, so you know net net negative. Whatever the fuck on those transfers. Good job by me. Yeah. But you know Martin Kelly obviously just doesn't know how to knock out points. And then I had Son, Kane, Vardy, basically the only returners. Captain Son. So I mean, the last two weeks I did not captain Vardy, and I'm net up like two points, I think. So you know, yeah. you, you take you take it. I mean, the Vardy obviously like I. Having Captain Son and him getting twelve, like I didn't want Vardy to do really anything. Yeah, yeah. Like five or six points would have been probably fine for me, but yeah, I lost a point there, but you know, what are you gonna do? I, I live lived a little and loved a little. Yeah, but, that's the thing. You, you know. lost the point, but you expressed yourself and had some fun and I I did it. express myself. I mean points on my own terms. Here here we are. <laughs> that's where we are. I'm I'm upset and, a little bit because I didn't let you Captain Kane, but you know. The small. No, small I mean swing. it was also. I mean, I my wife is always a little a, a little cheeky voice in my ear when I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, hey, babe, it's like, should I captain Kane or Son? She's like, no, without hesitation. She's like, Son, she's like Kane let you down. I'm like, oh my god. She hears. I mean, she hears about me complaining, like talking yeah. to myself all yeah. the time. Like we walk the dog on the weekend after the games, and all I'm doing is just like tirade about how dumb I am and shit. And- <laughs> Yeah, that's so. Yeah, so a little more behind the scenes, but even still, I mean, it was only four points. It wasn't that wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was sort of laughing with the Vardy. Speaking of the Vardy points, because there was a point when you were probably not going to get him, and like whenever you made the transfer, like four weeks ago or whatever that was, that experiment. Dude, if you if you went through with that experiment, you would just be so done. Yeah, I'd be at like a mil. Yeah, you'd probably be a million. Yeah. How about so, you? That's that. Um, I'm on 77, but I took a minus four, so 73. Um, 
pretty nice, similar to you, around like a 200K-ish green, but I have no guys left. You have two guys left, so good job at you. Um, Gonna go down a, bu- a bunch, both of us, after like auto subs and vice caps, which is just it's so annoying. Vardy, Mane, Cap, Vardy, Vice Cap, Auto Sub, Kelly, and people like that is just very, very annoying. Um, similar to you, also, I got rid of two absolutely nailed returners. Salah looked back to himself, was fantastic, put up more points than Ollie, who I got in. And then Gaz, obviously, Spurs keep it clean. Ryan and Brighton concede like a billion chances to Wolves and look bad. So, yeah, I mean, just naturally a huge net negative on a on a minus four for me. Um, Vardy, Kane, Ali, that was like pretty much all my points. Captain Vardy, and I got a little VVD clean and a Matto nine-pointer, which could have been a lot more than nine points, but uh, I'm happy with the nine. Um, yeah, Matto's been owning for me, so I got to just hold my hands up there and just... He's just sad. I, I wish I got Matto in like game week eight or whatever when I was when talking about him. him like, yeah. yeah. His points yeah. since game week eight are seven, two, eight, nine, nine, three, two, ten, nine. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. And it's like, it sort of reminded me of how we would talk about the Liverpool mids last season. Obviously, not this season, but he just gets that clean sheet point like 50% of the weeks. Like it just yep. adds up. It's just like all yep. even his blanks are threes and his goals. We know how good he is on bones. They just turn into nines and tens instantly, and it's just great. Um, yeah, Lundstrom was kind of an annoying blank. It seemed like he he really deserved an attacking return, but yeah, I mean, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, there keeps being Monday matches and huge auto sub vice cap swings. So doing housekeeping on this before the game week's even over just seems pointless to me. So let's just. I was not... seeing also did did the prize league did we update it for the new month? I think. I'm not sure. I think no, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. Okay, I have to do that. Maybe I'll do that right now, live on air. Um, all right, so moving on. Is there somewhere you want to start? I mean, it feels like there's like so much shit to talk about. There's been eight thousand game weeks in the last week. Yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about, and I think we'll we'll probably put our best foot forward on like last pod to actually discuss FPL <laughs> players and content. It's already so. like more. We've talked about more FPL already, and we're like five minutes yeah. in. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, no, I mean, I, there are any number of places, but do you what, do you want to do questions to guide us today or? Well, I kind of group the questions up by topics because we got get a lot of questions on the same shit. So, I think just a great place to start is Manchester United. They, you know, coming off of the Spurs win and then the Darbs win, just they're really interesting right now because they have a run of on paper very good fixtures. And I think this question by Haffy is kind of what I wanted to talk about. He said United are clearly best on the counter. Wins against Spurs, City, Chelsea, Leicester all came with lower percent possession than their opponents. Everton, Wofford, Newcastle, Burnley are their next four. Plum fixtures, but likely to concede possession to United. So is Rashford a trap? And I think that that's like a really interesting sort of like tactical thing that we can maybe talk yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree with the assessment that they're they look I test wise like better on the counter yeah. when they aren't having to like have sixty percent seventy percent possession in that range. But 
I mean, just looking at their recent results, I mean, they, they had Villa and Sheffield United like three and four games ago, and they put up five goals in those two games combined. I mean, they had Brighton at home, they put up three goals. I mean, I feel like that that's maybe like overthinking it, honestly, is kind of where I came down on. Um, you know, they, they have Martial back, they have McLadden back now. I mean, clearly that gives them, just shores them up a little bit more in midfield and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Rashford right now looks like a man on form and, you know, he's still like 23 or something and, you know, he hasn't blanked since game week 11. And then going back to that, he had returns in game week 10 and 9, like blanking game week 8. Like he's just on a crazy good run of form and, and, and returns. I don't really imagine that drying up. I mean, I don't even think, I mean, it, it, he seems like the most fixture proof player because he has pens and they draw 50 a game. And good or bad fixtures. He's taking like six, or, he's taking six pens through 16 yeah, games. And I mean, he doesn't even hit them all, but I mean, good or bad fixture, he, you can make an argument for him in both. So, I mean, he just seems like a really good pick. I mean, what do you think? Do you see it differently? Because I think when we were talking like before we started, you were sort of trying to figure out an argument that it is a trap. Did you find that? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I had like a hectic weekend, so I didn't get the time to like put this into words. But as I was talking to you and Davey actually on, on Slack, I was kind of like putting together a little bit of like a correlation coefficient graph type thing to try and see if there's anything actually there because. I feel like it's a really difficult thing to eye test. You know, it's like, are they going to be good against these teams? Like, I don't know. Yeah, Rashford looks fucking amazing. So obviously the answer is yes. But based on just like simple math, I just did basically like, based on the opponent's possession percentage on the season, how does that correlate with Manchester United points, with Rashford's FPL points and stuff like that? And I mean, long story short, there is correlation. I mean, it's much stronger with Manchester United's points. It's like, you know, them winning, losing, or drawing is a really strong correlation so far this season, which is also a small sample size, I should well, say. The, the, the one thing, too, though, just to take in mind, like when we're obviously everything is a small sample size, but I mean, between Game Weeks 4 and, and 9, Martial was not playing, and in those right, games, right, they didn't right. score more than one goal a game. So, I mean, that's already half of their games, which even cuts it down smaller sample size. And, I mean, when Martial plays, like, they score no matter who they've been playing against. Right. Yeah. And that was actually one of the most interesting things that I, like, couldn't really explain. And I, again, this is not like some deep dive, and I'm not a statistician type, but, like, it didn't correlate with Manchester United's XG as a team. That did not correlate, but it did really strongly with the points, and it did a little bit with Rashford, Rashford's FPL points. So I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, the the opponents coming up, like Haffy said, the next four opponents in terms of possession are 10th, 15th, 20th, and 19th. So like we're really going to get to see. And 10th, honestly, is is kind of false because that's Everton, and under Bing, Big Dunk, they're going to be like, you know, conservative four four two, big dunking all the time. So we're really gonna get to see. I it leads to me. It leads me to think it could possibly be a trap. And there are a lot of good forward options. None are in as good form as Rashford, but I don't know, man. It's 
it's really hard to kind of yeah. take take a five to nine game sample or whatever the fuck it is. Sixteen games, but if you subtract Martial, it's less. And try and extrapolate that out to the next four. I don't know. I mean, he looked great. He looked so good against City. They looked so good against City. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I I think he's like a hold and buy with confidence type player right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like, that's just kind of where I came down. Like, I don't, I I don't really have too many concerns that he's going to dry up. And when they are scoring, like he is in the middle of everything. So. Like assists, like pens, goals. He could have had a double or triple return even this weekend. Yeah, and that's kind of where I think that's my kind of same conclusion in a much more roundabout way is that like, yeah, these numbers are pointing us to to think that Manchester United are worse against these teams, and and honestly, the points they're dropping probably say that they are worse, but it's not affecting the team scoring that much. And Rashford currently when he's on the pitch, is involved in 60% of the goals that Manchester United score. And it's just like, yeah, the form, the eye tests, they look so good. Like, it's probably safe. But I I just have that little, like, nagging feeling in the back of my head of just, like, are they going to just be, like, awful like they were against, like, Palace and, uh, you know, whatever other teams, many other yeah. teams. Yeah. Um, Vax on like that is Tony still a good pick or is that stupid? And yeah, Wolfie on Ashier just wanted to basically know about what we think about Rash and Jimenez to Rash. Jimenez to Rash or Tony? Jimenez transferring Jimenez to Rash. Oh yeah. I mean I, I think that's good looking at what Wolves have coming up. I, I think that Rash probably looks like a better pick, but I mean you could still obviously hold Hold Jimenez yeah, through really like good. even tough fixtures. I mean, they look good on the counter also when they have Spurs, City, Liverpool three of the next four, and yeah. even, even at Nor. I mean, at Norwich, they, they won't have too much counter. But yeah, I mean, those are games where he could just get his assists and little donk shits. But um, I think it's a tough sell for for Martial yeah. at this point. I'm total. Even, I'm total stay away on Martial. Yeah, I mean, even though they have like the good fixtures, and he has the Ballon d'Or like. <laughs> out in his contract yeah. when he scores 40 goals in the next 20 games but yeah. when you look at him against all the other mids like the Spurs mids I mean even like Pulisic has so, so like better stats than him and shit it just I don't know like Matto I just don't know how you're picking him over like six other midfielders kind of a thing more of like more of just like a numbers game of you know who are you fitting in and I just don't think that he's like there really yeah and honestly like I'm I'm not sold that he's fit. Like I think they probably rushed him back, maybe had some shots or something like that to just get back for the big matches, but like I don't know, I didn't think he was running that much compared to like, you know, especially compared to like Rash, James, Lingard, I thought was really good. And I I'm just in in sort of the same way that I was pre- like pushing caution with Mo, you know, whatever that was, two months ago or whatever. I feel like Tony is just, you know, any game he could just come off in the 30th and be out for six weeks. And I'm not sure that he's 100% fit or he'll ever be 100% fit if they need to rely on him this much. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah to me it's just, especially because they get so many pens, it's just Rashford just seems like so obviously the guy if you're going to go yeah. there. But I guess at the same time, it is like a little bit difficult to sell Martial with these fixtures coming up, you know? 
I'm yeah. sure you have other like worse things in your team than yeah, than him. If you've had, if you still have him, that is. Yeah. You know, like pretty much everyone got rid of him before this week, or if not last, when he was confirmed out. You know, but yeah, that, that that's fine. Yeah, Ugh, that's such a hard sell. I mean, like you said, they scored three against Sheffield United, two against Villa. He blanked in both of those in five goal games. Don't like yeah. that. Yeah, no, you, you you don't like to see that. Um, should we move to Spurs? I mean, this yeah, is sure. very this is very relevant to us. D Beck on Slack said, "Those with Kane, do we take the Burnley points and run, or has his haul combined with his nailness still make him a hold guy?" So, I mean, I still don't really have a very different view on Kane as as we yeah, did like midweek or last week. He's you know he's still like more expensive than the other midfielders and. The first goal was just a worldy. I mean, he'll pull that out like once in a while. They kind but, of both were. Yeah, both were. The second one as well. I mean, he's just still not, you know, getting like high. It's not like he's getting these like really high XG chances. It's just so much of their points are just these little like turnover in midfield. And then like there's a sprung of like a three on three and they score or whatever. Yeah. Or like, you know, it's, it's really is just Sun and Ali just both look so much better in general. Even like Lucas like got into more advanced positions and Kane, you know, the assist was just like a little, a night, a really nice assist, like a nice weighted little pass slot through. But, you know, he's behind the play a lot or he's yeah. on the wing or cause he does drop back in midfield to help out to try and get the ball back when they turn it over in their own, th- in the final, in the opposing final final third. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I still, you know, he's going to probably still tick because he's on pens and he's still like great. You know, he's still, I mean, he has those top bins in his, in his drawer. But, you know, I, I would definitely wouldn't be buying him, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably going to hold him for a little bit just because I have other things to do. I have to see other points, but uh, I mean, he's, I mean, he's fucking 10 9. Like, that's really expensive. Yeah, I basically feel the same way, and I'm happy that you do too, because it's really hard sometimes after a guy scores two goals and gets an assist to like sell or, or feel negative about them. But the heat map is basically the same as it was in every other match. His well, except the United. What? The United heat map was like another level. That was like a dire heat map. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it was still bad and barely in the yeah. box at all. Yeah, and yeah, if you yeah. just look at it as like shot map, they're all, as you said, like very low XG chances. Four out of the six are outside of the box. And they're just like, I don't know. I mean, his it's number... It's good that he's shooting, though. It's good that he's shooting, but it's also deceptive because an old... Kane, when he takes six shots, they're like probably six, five out of the six, or six out of six in the box, and they're way better chances. Yeah, and he, you know, his XG this week was only point two one on six shots. Like that's really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But the one thing, I mean, and maybe this is just transitioning to the mids, but Kaylee was on his like XG map or whatever, and he tweeted it. He said. Spurs are averaging 2.3 XG per match under Mourinho so far. And I was just like, that seems like a fucking ton. And if you just extrapolate that out to 16 matches, they would be second best XG in the league to City right now. You know, it's a tiny sample size again. And they've only played like mostly bad teams. But still, I mean, everything that we're kind of seeing is being being backed up that Spurs are like, Really good assets right now, and really good at opening attacking team. So, 
Yeah. And I mean, just also something of like what you're mentioning is, I mean, these small sample sizes, like when we look at stats, I think it's just in general, like for us and for anyone who plays FPL, I mean, the, the game is about, you know, we have our eye test, but it's also like analyzing a small sample size of statistics and extrapolating it over another small sample size of games. And I think that we need to make sure we aren't like too, Married to just like the last four games or the last six games, like it's better to do that than the last twelve games because you know the team three months ago is so much different than it was two months ago or one month ago. But you know you still need to like think a little bit outside the box and not just follow like oh like Palace kept three clean sheets in the last three like they're the best defense in the league all of a sudden like you know that that type of thing just to just to keep in mind when you're looking at these types of things. Is very important to yeah. to try and get ahead of the field and and to try and transfer in like those players who are going to get points, not the players who have already gotten the points. Right. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because we do always say small sample size, which I guess could be interpreted as like we're not sure don't yet trust or don't it. trust yeah, them. But yet, that but that is FPL. Yeah, that is FPL. If you yeah. if you are waiting for Vardy's small sample size to show that he's going to be consistently scoring, then you're going to miss 10 weeks of Vardy scoring like 10 points a game. So yeah. And I mean, I've seen that. Yeah. And I've seen the same thing with like Spurs, right? Like they got Mourinho in, they had a couple games where they scored like two and three goals or whatever. And they put like five goals up in two games. And people I see like so many people are just like, okay, like, they did really well. They look really good, but like I want to wait a couple more games to like see if it's like the thing while they hold like Raz, who's just been bad right, for right, like right. three months. And it's just like, okay, like that is fair to like you want to wait and see, but then you're, you're compromising, you know, the upside of getting in there. And, and if it is the truth of what you're seeing is real, then you're going to fly. And if what you're seeing is not, then you're just like trading a bad asset for like another bad asset, maybe. So I just, you know, it's just, it's the, the issue of the sample size and the stats and reading the stats and using the stats, interpreting them to, to, you know, buy players, sell players. Just, it's just something to, to think, to think of, I think is, is important because I I feel like people, you know, with the, especially with like the sheep and the hive and, you know, everyone on, on, you know, Twitter or Reddit or FFS or wherever you're getting your information from, like, you know, it very easily and quickly becomes, you know, the thoughts of a few become, you know, the fact of hundreds almost, if that makes sense. Yeah, that sounds and like I, a, I, a cliche that I don't know about yet, so I like it. No, it's not. I, I, it's definitely not. I just made that up, but <laughs> I, it might be really stupid. But, no, but just in general, I mean, I think it's just the way that we interpret the stats just needs to be kept in mind. I mean, it's like, you know, it's all small sample sizes, but that—that's why we watch yeah. the games as well. Like that's why our eye test like helps us. Yeah, and, and honestly, thirty-eight games is a small sample size. Yeah, no, that exactly. Yeah, like, like the whole season is a small sample size. Season yeah. of a player shooting a hundred times or whatever is a small sample size. So it's all yeah, yeah it, it's all a tip. The thing, the thing that really got me thinking about this more. I mean, I guess I don't know why today is the day, but when you had the fireside, I think with Kaylee, when you're talking about like messy and finishing and. The yeah. sample size yeah, yeah. requisite for finishing. If you guys haven't listened to that, that was a really nice chat. Um, Alon did the fireside chat with Michael Kaylee about kind of finishing. Like, how do we know like who's a good finisher, who's bad, or whatever? And Kaylee was just saying like it's only around like kind of now that we have enough sample size of like Messi, who's been playing in the league for like ten years in La Liga. That I mean, I might be butchering this to some like extent, but this is what I read from things. it. But yeah, yeah, go but on. yeah, but just that like you know you need a you need many seasons before you have a reasonable enough sample size to know if like a finishing rate of 24% is 
is like what this player is, and it's not just variance. And he really is like a twelve percent finisher kind of thing. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, yeah, and like if you take that, I mean, that's a very like little micro look at it, but just the idea of how many games you need before you have something like predictable is too many for us in a thirty-eight game week FPL season to wait for. So that's why I mean that's why we always talk about like the eye tests and stats, right? That you have to marry them both and you have to, you know, look at the stats as well as what we're seeing with our eyes and, and just kind of jumping in sometimes. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh my God. I feel invigorated. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, that was good. That was a great job by you. I'm like wearing my pajamas. I keep like tying and then untying like the little the little drawstrings. That's nice. <laughs> um, we got some <laughs> Liverpool questions. I'll just read them. Alan's like, "What's the best way to tackle the Liverpool assets, with, especially in defense, with the game week blank, eighteen blank?" We're not going to talk about the blank. Chuck Norwich on Slack. Mo money, mo problems. Those who held, do we hold him after this week's haul? Or take the points and run. Watford next week seems great, and do it. Uh, it still makes sense to drop Robbo, right? Even with a clean, likely next game week, just doesn't make sense to double pool D. What are you seeing out of your your Reds? Well, I remember back to when we potted. I guess now it's like over two weeks ago or something before I went to the Liverpool-Brighton match. And you were kind of asking me, because I was between, do I get rid of Mo or do I get rid of Raz? And you were like, well, which one is going to make you want to fucking kill yourself more if you get rid of them and they return? And my answer was Raz. And part of that is because... I'm a Liverpool fan, so like, if Mo, if I get rid of Mo and he starts banging, it's like frustrating and from a fantasy perspective. But like, I still enjoy watching the matches and watching him and stuff. But so for me personally, it's like I feel free from Mo. I don't feel like I made like a bad transfer and like, oh, I lost all these points, even though I did. I'm more just like. It's a headache that I don't have to think about anymore. The rotation for Liverpool is going to be ridiculous for the rest of the month. That's nailed on. And I'm still not sold that he's 100% fit, same like Martial. I mean, I think there's, like we saw in the City game, like it's just one, one t- Fernandinho tackle from him limping off, basically, and missing multiple matches, and, and we're not getting any news about it. Like, Klopp said he's a hundred percent, but like, okay, what what else is he gonna say? Uh, he was seventy percent today, but like, so I don't know. I still feel like it's ridiculous to go Mo over Mane, and I still think that 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 move, even though it seems sort of sideways, is probably a good one. Um, and defensively, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll just rattle off like ten cleans in a row. They're capable of it, so I don't know. I still think. Having at least one defender is good, and two might be okay. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I um, yeah, we we've we've talked Liverpool to death. Yeah, I think it's a little bit in circles. Yeah, the money mo chat is like really not interesting anymore. Yeah, I mean, what you said, I I agree with for sure, and uh, yeah, I don't, I just don't really have much more to add to that. Yeah, it's like you did Robo to Pereira. I still back anyone that does that move. Like you save money, lesser or better defensive side. That's a good move. But I also think if you know you're not like using the money to fix some other problem in your team, then keeping Rob is totally fine. And Liverpool are good, and he's yeah. good. You know. Yeah. Um, 
We got some questions on City. Vax said, "What are you doing with the City assets? They seem less critical now, with lots of other attacking assets performing. Is it worth holding on to Kev? Ray, is, is it time to ditch Kev to a Spurs mid or hold him for Banter FC? I guess they're playing Arsenal. <laughs> I haven't even looked. Chat on Slack. Kev to Sun seems the easiest transfer of life. Is No Man City a reality for the foreseeable future if they focus on the Cups and the Champions League? So, Kevin price dropped." We both have Kev. It's a little bit confusing. What, what are you seeing there? Um, I mean, I'm definitely holding Kev. There's no question about that. I think that his underlying stats have still just been like really good. Uh, last four. I mean, the thing about with Kev is, I mean, where we usually are like we're really relying on assists. He's had 16 goal attempts in the last four game weeks, which for him is like unheard of. Like he does not usually do that. Yeah, that's and a he lot. shoots a lot. I mean, the, the, the caveat of this is that he doesn't get big. He has had zero big chances in that same time. You know, his shots are coming from like he has to create his own chance. And it's just from like dribbling and getting the guy to slide and then like getting it on target. Yeah. And so, they're usually and they're, outside of the box or, or the top. Yeah. Of the box. I mean, yeah. Only five of the sixteen goal attempts in his last four game weeks were inside the box. Right. I mean, he, yeah, it is they are normally outside, and I don't think for Kev like that's like oh that's bad. Like he's that's I mean he's good at like that's curving, and curling that's shit. Expected, yeah. yeah, that's expected. So you know you have that, and then you also have like in the last four game weeks, according to FFS, like not understat, but he has a two point three nine xA in the last four game that's weeks, and so I insane. think he has zero assists on those. Yeah. He has, yeah, he has, yeah, he has zero. In a long yeah. Time. yeah, so he has zero assists on a two point three nine XA in the last four game weeks, which I mean that could have easily been like five. You know, I mean those are numbers that that happen all the time. Right. So basically, long of short is like I definitely think Sun is better, but I don't think that that's like the way that you make your team better. I think that you know Kevin has been going through, and the team's been going through like. You know, they had Chelsea, they had United two of the last four, you know, at Newcastle, he scored. I mean, he still has two goals in four games. Like, that's not bad. And I think people are just getting antsy because he has two blanks, which is obviously like the FPL, like, way of life. But, you know, at, at Arsenal's a really good fixture. Home Leicester less so. At Wolves, not so good. But then they have like a little mini good run. And I still just feel like he's going to continue to get like between like five and 10 points, like every other game week. And, you know, I just don't think that you're going to be getting, you're going to really be getting on the field, and you're also using transfers here. So, you know, I, I just, I just don't really see that as that that making that much sense. I again, I, I definitely like Sun like more, but I don't think it should be an either or. I, th- I think it should be of like, I'd rather take a hit elsewhere to get Sun in for you know someone else or whatever that may be. You know, yeah, like, like trying to think? find like Tony to Sun or something like that is so much more worth it. Yeah, no, I, I basically agree with you, and I think. You brought up a strong point that it's just people being anxious with the two blanks. I also think it's people being anxious because like City are dropping points and they don't look like themselves. You know, like they drop points, they they drew with Newcastle, they just got like done by United. I think that's like that weighs heavily in people's biases of evaluating a player, even though it has nothing to do with FPL. You know, I think if City like yeah, but yeah, one three no, I, nil yesterday, yeah. even if Kevin blanked, I think people would be like, oh, City, like you know. They're looking good. Kev looks so good, or whatever. But like he, in reality, he did look good. Like he was their best player by far. And yeah, and I, yeah, I think of that. Like I definitely agree that that plays on people's minds. But I think it also like we need to think of 
Like, did Kevin look bad? Or like, like no, like he was their best attacking player. And do we think that City are going to suddenly have some upturn and and look like they did last year? I also think, like, emphatically, no, like, definitely not. Right. But if City keep doing what they've been doing. Kevin's stats are still fantastic, so I still right. expect him to get points. Like that's the difference. Yeah. It's like I don't expect them to start scoring four and five. Like they haven't looked like that since actually last year. But in their current iteration, like I still expect Kevin to get points. Yeah, the the very beginning of this year, they were kind of doing it. They put up like uh, five, two, three, four, three, eight. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's but, fair. Yeah, that's I mean, Kuhn will be back soon. That'll be a big upgrade. But yeah, yeah. I mean. "Quote unquote bad city" is still like by far statistically the best attacking team in Europe. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we need a little bit of perspective there. And I, yeah, and I agree. I'm definitely keeping Kev. I don't have Sun, yeah. but I, I don't see that as being a transfer where I'm like gaining hugely on the field. I mean, like we said, sort of at the very beginning of the season, even preseason, he's well on his way to his 200 point season, which he gets every single time he plays minutes. Yeah. And I mean, with Ra- with regards to Raz, just like final parting shots, it's just you you have to just be delusional, like watching different like lives of 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 games than than me or you. I think to still have him. Yeah, it's just it's like a fundamental misunderstanding. It's like we we lack the words to describe his new position versus his old position. And I'm like sort of air quoting there because like, yeah, he was always a winger. But the big difference is like he's incredibly wide. He's receiving the ball incredibly wide. He's mostly just like crossing or like dribbling horizontally with with bad opportunities to shoot versus... In the past, he was always sort of the second forward. He was like a second striker. He was like a wide striker. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It's just like yeah. until we see a few games strung together where he looks like he did in that Newcastle match, then it's just like, yeah, you're just kind of crazy I, yeah, to think that I, it's just going to change. I mean, the more and more like the games pass and like I keep running through pictures in my head of like the last season of this year, like... Sane unlocked him. Like yeah, they yeah, sprung absolutely. counters faster, and he. I. I don't. I. I would be interested to know how many, like goals or assists that Raz got last year were like had like direct or like within two or three passes of like a Sane mo- moment right. on his goals and assists because they sprung faster on counters, which plays to both Raz and Sane. Like they're two guys who are fast as fuck. They're two fast. Can pass to each other. Or like Sane getting past his defender and putting in a low cross for a Raz, like cutting in from the opposite wing for a tap and like that kind of thing. Like those were like bread and butter for Raz last year. And the way that they look this year is just, they just don't have that. And yeah. they're obviously not getting it. And I think that that is like maybe we didn't really like think enough about how important that was as we've seen the season borne out. And, you know, again, the positioning is, is clear, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, me it's just, Derek, it's silly. It's just silly to hold him. It's just so fucking silly. Yeah. Me, Derek, and Jason, we're, we met up on Saturday for the games and we were talking about that basically exact same thing. I mean, like, they the past two seasons they were getting so fr- frequently they were getting tap-ins just absolute low cross Kuhn or Raz or Sané or whoever tap-in and that just like doesn't happen this season and 
they kind of went well, from they don't playing, have the personnel. Yeah, they kind of went from playing wingers who play on their strong footed side and Sana and Raz and can cross low for tappins, like being a man and cross low. And the the tactics this year are inverted wingers. So it's Raz on the left and Mares or Bills on the right, who kind of like cut in and cross from the corner of the box, or yeah, basically basically just cross mostly. And that's like high crosses though. Yeah, and it's just they're not they're not doing the same things. Like I don't think I don't know if Raz or definitely not Mares are two footed enough to even do that on their weak footed side. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's like a definite big change in tactics. Um yeah, and I mean, right. I still just like Dilve. I just need to vindicate myself. I mean, he was just diabolical against United again against a good team. Just went went missing. Yeah, he, it seems like he's on the pitch for like twenty or thirty minutes too long <laughs> all the time. He's just it's. I mean, it's again. I mean, to beat a dead horse, but it's like almost like Pep is like sacrificing good tactics to like shoehorn Dilve into a position where he won't hurt the team, which is what it would be if he was playing in midfield, playing him in striker when he can't finish. He's never scored more than like fucking seven goals in his life in a year. And it's just fucking dumb. And he still keeps Fodinho on the bench. It's I mean that's the other thing is like we we see like some switches which we would like to see happen and they just never happen. It's like banking on the manager to be like, "Oh wow, this has not been working for nine games." But like, I'm the tenth game is going to be the game it works. Yeah, it's, it's and like really that's what Pep keeps doing. It's insane. He just keeps doing. It's like, oh, like Raz, who scored like been involved in like thirty five or fifty goals over the last two years each year. Let Fuck me put him, him at wing back. Like, yeah, let me put him at wing back. Sacrificing his like. I don't know. For, yeah. for the only way I can think of to put it is like in video game terms. He's, he's sacrificing his his carry, his like AD carries, attack damage carry. Like he scores all your goals and gets all your yeah. assists. Don't sacrifice that guy. It's like sac- sacrificing the queen to keep a pawn alive. Yeah, you like, can't what? do that. Magnus is like emphatically nodding his head right now while he's listening to the pod. Like, yeah, like Magnus listens to us fucking mortal. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> Um. All right. I mean, unless there's like some a team no, or something. No, no, no. Okay. So no, let's no. do some questions. Um. Forwards. We have Puff on. Like you said, what's the best forward setup through the Christmas period? Vardy, Tammy, and. I mean, Vardy's obvious. Is Tammy definitely? No, I definitely think not. I mean, especially during the Christmas period when you know he subs him that's at sixty-five, seventy anyway. Like Rash seems like a horse. Like he plays ninety every game week. Jimenez seems like a good horse. I mean, Vardy's—it's dumb talking about him. So it's really just picking two others picking if you're two, going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I I like them. I I could see like just holding Kane for like a little while. Yeah, it might be smart just over the Christmas period, just like. Putting our stock into someone that we know is going to start and play ninety and all of those, especially because they're, yeah, and they're then, through yeah. in Champs League already too, so he gets a yeah, week and off. And then, and then reassess like after the new year and, and look at everything yeah. with new eyes. Yeah, yeah that, probably that might honestly be the thing. I mean, Tammy's really, really good, and I really like Tammy, and he honestly should have had a goal against Everton. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's funny the only two games all year that Tammy played ninety minutes, he blinked. 
<laughs> yeah, that is funny. I guess that, yeah. that's kind of like cause and effect, right? It's like they're like yeah. losing and need Chasing a goal game, so they don't yeah. take him off. Yeah, more, but, mi- more minutes, more problems. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who I would put two and three. Honestly, like, would you put Kane ahead of Tammy? It's like Chelsea. Well, Chelsea are in a funk. That's for sure. It's. I mean, it, it is three million different. So yeah, probably not insane. for that reason. Yeah, but. I mean, I think it depends on your team. I, I think like Tam- I really think it should be two of four from like Rash, Tammy, Kane, Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez is really fucking good, man. Every time I watch I him, I'm, he's just so impressive. Jota though this I mean, week was the guy. Yeah, well, Jota's so much better. But yeah, I mean, Ings also like has two yeah, games before it gets bad though, so that's going to be like if you hold him over the. For, yeah, whatever. Ings, I can't even. I don't even want the next two fixtures for Ings are great, and then yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty like okay to keep your focus there. Yeah, I mean, de- the yeah, thing, yeah. one thing that we're kind of talking around, and I think we mentioned it last pod, is that like three forward seems absolutely nailed right now. They're they're so yeah. good. These guys are such good picks and value picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, you should probably go with three forwards and then work around that. Yeah, four, um, three, three, or five, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, got a question about Lundy Ryan. On I said, with our benches getting stacked, is it worth considering returning Lund to the bench? And like, I guess he means like in bad fixtures. Game week twenty. Yeah, I definitely think that. I mean, so he has three like obviously startable fixtures upcoming: is home Villa, Upright, and home Watford. Yeah, definitely. And not then they have a, for any of those. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to start him for those three. And then they have like a really tough run. They have at City, at Liverpool, home West Ham, good start. Then at Arsenal, home City. So I think you should plan to bench him for those four tough games. Like it, I, it just. I probably will start him at Arsenal. I still think that's a good attacking fixture, and like of thinking of him as enough. not an attacker, I think is still wrong. I mean, his shots have dried up the last three, and and Sheffield are conceding. You know, they're not keeping cleans. Yeah. They're still yeah. capable of cleaning, but lately it's been kind of bad. But yeah, I still think like in a, in a good attacking fixture where they can score two plus, you still want. I get, I, yeah, them. I, I, still want I get. I guess. I guess it also like is worth noting of like who would you be playing instead? Like at Arsenal, it's like okay, like he has a chance at getting an attacking return, but they also could just concede two. He does nothing, gets one point. Yeah, like would you want to start him at Arsenal over someone like? I mean, I'm not looking or anything, but someone like Dunk home, like no, you know, I would start Dunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, I would, that, I that's what it's going to look. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. So it yeah. Just, so it's just yeah. it's tricky because. I think a lot of this is is like results based. Like he was a millimeter away from having a goal and an assist yesterday. And what would the question have been if that happened? It would have been: Is he a captain? Is he a captaincy option in the next three? Home Villa. Yeah, that would have been the question. No, no, definitely. Yeah, and it's like you know, I don't. I still don't know why he didn't get the assist. By the way, I mean, I don't want to go on a fucking tirade on official field assists and how they rule them, but his pass went to the intended guy, and then the intended guy scored. That's like what we're told is the fucking rule. That's uh that's one for like the end of season like pod oh rant my God. or whatever about the assists too yeah, much. But yeah, yeah, too much. Yeah, I mean the same thing is kinda like with Trent where it's you know, it's kind of frustrating when he comes off with like his last 
five games are two, one, two, three, two, but he still has five attacking returns and five cleans. He has 10 returns in 16 game weeks. Like that's better than one and two. And he's like a budget defender. And now, cause he's just had a few games where he hasn't had like a nine pointer. People are like, let's get rid of him. It's just same with like Pulisic. I'm sure we'll get onto that, but you know, you're, you're not matching like what we're watching with our eyeballs with right. like life. You know, it's, Right. Patience. Yeah, Lundy's good. Um, yeah, let's just go straight to Pulisic. We got two Pulisic questions. Gilfie said, "Is Pulisic still a hold? He's been all fart and no shit since I bought him. All mouth and no trousers is is my preferred way to say that. He looks good, but actual points look even better. And then do it again. Pulisic has not blanked four in a row. Chelsea only scored three over the past three great fixtures. Is Matto over Pulisic a thing now? And is no is no Chelsea attackers dumb?" Which I think is interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's. I, I, I lost track a little bit of the questions, but with, with regards to Pulisic, I mean, yes, he's obviously been blanking his life away, but you know, you're still looking at his underlying stats. Like his last four, he's got 30 pen touches and 12 goal attempts, so he's like three per game, and he had two big chances. He fucked both, and you know, at his price, like a sub eight midfielder yeah. on a team that attacks really well, I. I just don't really under, I, and again, like this is similar to Kevin, cause I mean, Kevin blanked like twice and Pulisic blanked more than twice. So, I mean, I guess I get it cause FPL, like LOL FPL, but you know, this is still a player who is exhibiting like very good underlying stats with still good fixtures coming up. I just don't, I just don't get it. I, I really yeah, don't get it. What, yeah. what, am I missing anything? Or no, what you, what I, I feel saying? the same way. I mean, the, the only thing that I'm worried about and I'm a Pulisic owner is that like there's a chance he gets dropped. For the next game, even if it's just for one game, I could see that he was bad versus Everton, but all of Chelsea were fucking bad, really bad. But so yeah, I could see that, and that would obviously be problematic and probably prompt me to sell immediately. But yeah, I mean, home Bournemouth, Chelsea are still a very good side and a, especially a very good attacking side. I, I still expect them with no Ake and no Cook and no fucking anything. They're a garbage team. I still expect Chelsea to score like three or four, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, I think that is something maybe we would come on to later, but I mean, Bournemouth look like the worst defense in the league right now by like a long distance to me, based on their back four and what they're dealing with with injuries. They were Um, the worst team Liverpool have played this season. Just full stop team. They they are really bad right now. They were... They were non-competitive. Like that, that match was the easiest Liverpool away fixture they've ever had. It was just yeah. a joke of a game. Like they were just yeah, was, not a, trying. Laugh, yeah, and like Liverpool could have just passed if they wanted to. They could have just passed between the defenders and midfielders the entire match, and Bournemouth would have been like, "Sure, we'll just lay down and take this." Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah. they're fucking bad. Selling Pulisic before home Bournemouth is insane. Insane. Absolutely insane to me. And I mean, the other thing with Madison, I mean, his stats have been like kind of on the upturn. He's been like still creating a lot of chances and and taking a lot of pops. But, you know, I just want to make sure, you you know, you're you're a little bit cautioned about the weekend. Like without Barnes and playing the diamond, he was playing a lot more forward. His 
he was in a position that he has not been in the last like five, six games. And I don't expect that to continue. I think that was kind of like just the three games in a week rotation yeah. situation. Yeah. And, you know, when, when they have at City home Liverpool to the next three, you know, they played Prayat, they played Chowdhury with Ndidi in, in their tough games earlier in the season. And they played a lot more defensively, more like, you know, a, a, a four, four, whatever, four, two, whatever the hell and just different. So, I mean, if you, Bench Maddo for those two games, I think it's okay, but then they have another good run afterwards. So I, I just feel like Maddo's just a good hold. Like he's he still has this indirect set pieces, you yeah, know. You just hold him long term. There's never yeah. really gonna be a point in the season where he's a good sell, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I do agree with you on the on the City and Liverpool matches. Those are definitely benchable. I mean they Yeah. What we've seen this season is that when they play against the other top sides, they play extremely conservatively. And basically, yeah. it's only Vardy and Matto in the opponent's half ever. So yeah. maybe it'll be different, but probably not. Um, Phil on Slack, when you genuinely can't think of a transfer to make, what is your thought process around keeping your team as is or just making changes because you can? I guess he's talking about when you have like two frees and don't know what to do. That's some flex by Phil. Yeah, that is a big time. That's a fucking big, time big flex. flex. I don't even want to. Yeah, I've I've like, never had that. Appease, <laughs> I don't want to appease Phil with an answer because I just hate him right now. <laughs> Bennett on Slack. I plan to do Matter to Pulisic this week for some time. So that's the opposite of what we just talked about. Is that move crazy now based on the past two weeks, or is that just short term reactionary thinking? I think like it's getting kind of rid of Madison before home Norwich is brilliant. That's a very good idea. Just because you planned it a month ago means yeah. that you should definitely do it. If you're going to easy answer, very if, easy. If Pooley looks great and like Hall's home Bournemouth, it may be a sideways move of Matter to Pooley for the two for the City Liverpool fixtures. Maybe that is a good move actually for two weeks. Just like a two week sideways move, there could be a lot a lot of points there, but. Yeah, Wait, are you also m- advocating hold Madison for home Norwich instead of selling him, Alon? Yeah, I'm saying hold hold for home nah. Norwich. Yeah, I like nah. I like holding for home Norwich. You you think home Norwich is a good fixture? You to don't hold like that. Ah, uh, Here's the thing. Here's the, tell me tell me the things. Norwich are bad. Okay, all they're right, all right. probably getting relegated. Very okay, likely right. to get relegated. Okay, okay, okay. I'm following so far. I'm, I'm yeah, following. I mean, I'm they just notes. conceded two to Sheffield United and Southampton. Okay, 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 okay. And they drew two two with Arsenal, which is like honestly bad. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So I and Leicester are flying. We have to, we okay. have to take into account Leicester's form and Maddo's form right okay. now. Okay, okay, all right, all right. And so I just feel like home Norwich. Maybe if it was away, we would get rid. But like home Norwich is just so good that like I'm so gonna keep, I'm gonna okay. keep my Leicester assets for it. That's basically what okay. I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. I I wrote it down. I wrote I all wrote right. this all down. All right. I'm good. good. I'm good. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um. Who do you prefer between Maddo and Ali? So we we didn't actually talk about like Ali and Son much, but yeah, that was uh, Duet's question again. Duet, a lot of action on this pod from Duet. Um, that's fucking that, that's, hard. That's tough. No, I, I do prefer hard. Ali. I think I prefer Ali just because he's more like tip of the spear, like has has like shots in the box, like kind of situations. And you know, Maddo is and will always be very reliant on assists for returns. 
you know, Ali and, and the way Spurs have looked has been very good. But at the same time, I mean, the timing is very important because you know Spurs going at Wolves home Chelsea. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't think they're going to score like six goals in those two games. So I think it's okay, you know, to hold whichever asset you have right now, and then maybe get ass get get Ollie in for like game week nineteen when they have a better run. So yeah, I mean, I think that's where I land. But there is also like somewhat of a de- like a millions a lot. You know, it depends who you can afford. It is a lot. Yeah, not everyone can afford that for sure. It, yeah, I, th- I think I'm with you there. Though Ollie slightly better and. A big part of it is what I said earlier about how good like Spurs team scoring has been as compared to Leicester. Like Leicester, obviously, really good. We don't need to go into that, but they're usually a two goal per game team. Like and I don't know anymore, dude. Leicester, like they look like a four goal a game to me. Well, I mean, they were against they really Villa, do. but the last you know, five consecutive games they only scored two. Yeah, but I think like. They have results done that, but yeah. like watching them, like yeah. they can score for yeah, they like can. all they of can. these. But I don't yeah. know. It, Spurs have been ridiculous. Like they just, yeah. I don't know. I think Spurs still are are the better attacking team right now. Well, I think the other difference is like Leicester have one good finisher in Vardy, and yeah. then they have all these. I mean, exactly. Barnes like Barnes fucks up eight chances a game. He's a Fucking mockery, and like with Ali and Son and these like support players who can actually score. Ali, Son, Lucas, why, Kane, the front four. Is yeah, I mean not they're comparable. scoring. Yeah, yeah, like all of them can actually score like hat trick in any game, unless they have legitimately only Vardy who can do that kind of thing. Like and Perez, Spurs like are not Matto, Barnes, turtle in some fixtures and yeah. try and just keep it nil nil or one nil. Like they need to go win matches to try and break into the top four yeah. and score yeah. goals. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right, so last question we have here is Survivor on Slack. At what point should you decide you're too addicted to FPL and stop playing it? <laughs> when the fun oh stop, stop. Please, please tell me. Please, please alert, alert me. Alert Everyone listening to this pod is like, oh, no. <laughs> as soon as this that already happened. This has been happening yeah, for a they, long time. Yeah, we all know. We just don't admit it to ourselves. It's, it's yeah. a problem. But, yeah, let's uh, let's go on. Captaincies. What do you what are you looking at this week? Is I not mean, captaining Vardy the stupidest thing ever? No, no, definitely not the stupidest thing ever. I mean, it's it still comes back to like that game theory of like if you own Vardy and you go elsewhere, like there is a chance that Vardy just gets like an assist and they win three one, and you you spike somewhere else and you know you you're you're in there. I want to so know you, that game theory so badly. I, I'm like pretty in the. Headspace that like I want to like test that kind of yeah I just feel a, there, so much it bothers me that, that there's a right answer there's like ta- strategically there's a right mathematical answer and I don't well, know how to get it so I I think the problem where this is an impossible like solution is that there's definitely like a percentage of when you see like okay this player is owned by X and they're capped against the field by Y so like this is their Overall, like expected yeah. ownership, but how do you you need to gauge like what how much better is he than the player I'm captaining? Like, is it three percent or is it twenty percent right. or right. is it thirty five percent? 
Like that's the number, and that that you can't come up with a metric for that. Like that's impossible because it's just subjective. Like, where do you value? Like, what do you value to like figure out that? Yeah, stat? you look at it's like a, bookies odds or something. Yeah. Stats no, I mean, there's or, a know, mil- like there's ridiculous. a million. Yeah, there's a million ways you could do that. But you know, I just like I don't feel like I've ever been too had a bad game week that much when I haven't captained someone who's been like very high and I don't know. But anyway, I I definitely think last. I mean, Vardy's like the easy best captain option, especially when the other teams have like Champions League this week. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I still think like Chelsea. We'll have to see what kind of team they play midweek. But like home Bournemouth is, I think, a better fixture than home Norwich at this point. Me too. But who are you captaining, Tammy? Yeah, probably no one. And so, That's which which brings me over to to Rash. I think Rash is interesting. Um, I mean, I know I like Ferguson. I don't like it. Yeah, you don't like that. I, I mean, I think like Ferguson did the things, but I, I feel like that is that's a thing to me. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if like Everton just melted down and were you know like United got an early goal and it just turned into like a rout. But I just think that they're gonna be like so fucking up for it, and you know they'll probably concede a pen, and Rashford will probably score a pen. You can fucking book that. But I just feel like Everton will be so fucking up for it, and just like defending all out again. Like it's not easy to convince. I mean, it's not difficult to convince your players to get up for away Manchester United. So I don't know. It's like all of that shit that we talked about earlier in the pod, like. Give me at least one match where I can like watch and see how they look against like a conservative four four two before I'm like all in. I guess yeah. is is what I'm saying. But there's also yeah, Ma- there's also Mane home Watford, which I think is very good. Yeah. yeah, I mean they have the big game this week. Also, they need a win or, or I think draws okay. Draws fine. Uh, yeah, and it's Tuesday to Saturday, so it's not shouldn't it's factor that much. Yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah, I mean I think that's also a really good a really good pick. Yeah. That's about it, though. Like I mean, Martin, I think it's Martin pretty Kelly home for the Derby. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, Vardy is obviously the best, the best option. Yeah, I need to think more about this fucking do captaining the guy everyone captains or swerving it thing. Game. I mean, I thing. think I it's, just don't. I can't like wrap yeah. my head around it to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the more I I live and and breathe, like the more I enjoy going against it. Yeah, I think in X Joy, it's not close. Yeah. I mean, it's enjoy, not remotely close, but like, yeah, TI enjoy, but like <laughs> X do well. I'm not sure if it's better. Yeah, like yeah. Al, Al on Sykes said, could I could a triple captain on Vardy be a smart move this week, or is double double Mane game week still better? I guess we yeah, I mean, know that Liverpool triple. have a double, so. Yeah. Triple's another way to to look at it. I mean that that gets your X joy and X do well like very high. Yeah, because yeah, you even yeah yeah you get the extra player. Mm. All right, uh, what are you looking for transfers? Um, to be honest, I have not looked much yet, but Tamori is a clear problem in my side. I mean, he hasn't started the last two with no words at all from Frank. We just thought he was like dropped or something and then he came out today and said like he still has this hip injury and he's not ready to play Champions League and Rudiger's coming back. So he's just basically like a blank and I don't have Kelly because I wild carded him in and then got rid of him. Um, I feel like he's not a problem though because you still have Hayden and, and Fred Gilbert. So yeah, it's like, not a just, problem. You could just it's just bury him. Yeah, like, I could it's just, just like a non, It's like a non-issue to me. I mean, when I look at my team 
it's just kind of set and I don't really have to do anything. So I should probably save. I just like yeah. want Kelly and I'm upset because Ryan conceded two goals and Gaz kept it clean. But yeah, that's it. You could do Ryan to Gaz. <laughs> oh my God. Ryan to Guaita. <laughs> Fucking Ryan to suicide. Like me with keepers is just never going to end. It's just never going to end. I'm out. I'm out here. They've already conceded two goals to Wolves, and I'm, that's me on Slack, just being like, "I need him to complete like five more passes to get the passing bonus." Like, fucking die! Oh my god, I hate myself. But yeah, I, I yeah, I'll probably just save and put Gilbert first on my bench, and yeah, the team just looks good. So yeah, I agree. I have no Sun. I want Sun. Swan. Swan, and yeah, Kane is still. In my thoughts, to be honest. I mean... To get rid. To get rid, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, just away Wolves is really bad. Home Chelsea, I'm not sure. That's, I guess, kind of good. But it's like, yeah, do I go to Rash? Jimenez in a double move? Like, to get Sun or something like that? Or, I don't know. I'll probably just save passively, which never works for me, and then take it from, take it next game week. That seems fun. Yeah, what about you? Um, I don't know. I need to see what what, what uh, Arsenal do today. Yeah, you have a, you have a lot more guys. Oh, excuse me. Um, but Lacazette definitely a problem, as they say. Uh, you know, home city. Then they have a couple of ways, or he's fucking dog. And then they have home Chelsea, home United. Like they just didn't kind of click. Like I was yeah, rolling the dice and team. hoping. Yeah, they're bad. So, I mean, that that definitely is where my my eye of Sauron is drawn. But you know, Otsel also is like a tough one. I mean, I obviously love him so much, and games like I view him similar to like David Silva when they play. Like he plays a good team, he just goes completely invisible, missing, and they're playing with ten men the whole time. So, and then they have a couple of ways. So, I mean, that could be a hit. Like I could do Otsel and Laka to like a couple of good actual good players. Yeah, who do you think you would target there? You think you'd go Rash? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I could look at Ali. I could look at Rash. I mean, I w- I would need to really like look at it on Thursday or, yeah. or Friday, even after all these midweek games are played. Well, yeah, we'll we'll find my life and figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday my life will definitely show me the way. It's an eventful you know, one because Champions League and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it would be like, who am I prioritizing for the medium term? Like, it doesn't seem like this is the right time to get Ali when they have two tough fixtures. Um, I mean, getting rash would be fine. Like, I mean, pool six there. You know, I, I'm not sure. I, I need, I need, I need to think about it. But you know, that that's where I'm looking. Is really those two, those two uh, Arsenal players are, are probably needing to get shifted. But you know, I can also just hold Ozil because he's just like a beautiful boy, and uh, and he ticks on set pieces, even though yeah, not good in open play. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we're both kind of maybe saving, maybe doing one move. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, we're both maybe kind of sort of in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best yeah. part about Friday My Life is not yeah, coming yeah. on the Monday pod being like, I think I'm going to do this because that's yeah. just not the truth. You don't have to commit to anything. Yeah, we're not like actually, that's not real. So um, let me slap some asses. We got two new asses that need their anuses slapped, two new Patreon signups. We got Anders Hedman and Klaus Lundy. <laughs> Fucking get in there. Little ass slap. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I think that's basically it. Yeah, I think that's a good job by you, Alon. Oh, good. Check us out. 
at FML Field. I can follow us on Twitter at FML Field. Support us at Patreon.com slash FML Field. Subscribe Sports Social Podcast Network.